Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Monday through Friday, Brian Intrican, a.k.a. Casey Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at BD Intrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K, for all things fun in my world. But more importantly, the First Pitch Podcast coming at you Monday through Friday mornings. As we always recap the night before with a look ahead to the day that is. So we'll look at Thursday, April 13th, the uh, seven games that took place, and get you ready for a full day of action on Friday, April 14th. Games starting at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time, all 15 games, all 30 teams, in play for you on a Friday to get you in to another wonderful weekend of baseball action. Let's look back at some of the news and notes that took place on Thursday, April 13th. Taj Bradley, great to see him in his debut on Wednesday. Looked great, five innings, solid stuff. Uh, was optioned to AAA after his debut, and they activated Braden Bristo, who we will talk more about later, actually, surprisingly enough, because um, what appeared at this point in time, there's kind of moments of the day that transpired, is they sent him back. They wanted a reliever. It looked like they could kind of bullpen game at once or they might need not need a fifth starter based on scheduling. So it made the inclination that Zach Eflin's back injury probably wasn't too severe. Cool. Awesome. We're, we're, we're happy with this scenario. We're bummed. Tosh Bradley had to go, but good everywhere else. Not so fast, my friend. Sad note. Sad note. Jeffrey Springs was dealing against the Boston Red Sox. Five Ks through three. He had a no-two count with a couple foul balls against Justin Turner. And then he lost kind of feeling in his hand, and he had to leave the game. He has um, left arm ulnar neuritis. Basically, he has nerve issues in his left arm at the moment that does not allow him to really grip a baseball or feel his hand the way he should. A lot of tingling, a lot of numbness in his hand. Um, This is something that I don't stay at a Holiday Inn Express, so I'm not a doctor. Can't help you there. But... uh, there's been many mixed results throughout time on this one. We've seen guys take the minimum mile stint. Some guys need surgery. Some guys need all kinds of things. We're hoping for the minimum with Jeffrey Springs. Hopefully, they, you know, it's just a minor thing. Get some rest, maybe ice it, physical therapy. I don't know. Nerves are nerves. Like guys have back issues because of nerves, pinch nerves and whatnot. So we'll have to see how this plays out. We're all hoping, obviously, just baseball fans, because Jeffrey Springs is electric, let alone fantasy managers, that this is a minor thing, and we'll see him back pretty soon. That's the goal when it comes to, to Jeffrey Springs, but there'll be more news to come. And they have not called up his replacement yet, but we're all assuming Taj Bradley will be turning around because, uh, you know, when you get sent back down, it's 10 days unless there's an injury. Um, so hopefully he didn't board his plane or bus or rental car and he was able to stay in Tampa Bay because he might be able to get that hotel room for a, a little bit longer uh, in, in Tampa. So and that's the case. Taj Bradley becomes a very, very intriguing fab option this weekend. In Atlanta, Orlando, Arcia, we talked about it on uh, Wednesday's show, our Thursday show about Wednesday. 
was hit on the wrist by a pitch and uh, had to leave the game. Well, fractured a micro fracture in his wrist. He's going to the IL. No 60 day yet. They're thinking no surgery. So that's promising. Maybe it's like uh, the Adam Duvall situation, you know, four to six weeks. We'll see. But they are recalling Vaughn Grissom, who we all wanted to be the starting shortstop, but defensive issues, quote unquote, sent him down to the minors, where he's hitting 366 with a home run and two stolen bases to start the season. More impressively, a 12.5% walk rate and an 8.3% strikeout rate. The boy can hit. Now go play some defense, Vaughn, and make sure you get to stick around when Orlando Arcia returns. This one came as a guess of surprise, but when you looked at the uh, statistics, maybe not. The Baltimore Orioles, after Cole Irvin's start on Thursday, where he got hit around by his former team, was optioned to AAA. On the season, Cole Irvin, 12 and two-thirds innings, pitched 15 earned runs, eight walks, 13 Ks, for 10.66 ERA, 5.81 XFIP, not good Bob. Uh, Spencer Watkins got recalled from AAA. We've seen him off and on throughout the bigs last year with Baltimore. It's the Orioles situation. Pitching's the conundrum with them right now, especially with guys like Grayson Rodriguez not holding up his end of the bargain. You know, uh, Kyle Gibson's doing what Kyle Gibson does. It's nothing great, but he's going to get you some innings and, and some decent starts. So they need guys to show up, and right now they're not really getting tons of it. So we'll have to wait and see. Maybe Tyler Wells on Friday can put together another nice one as they take on um, – who does Baltimore take on? The White Sox, which is a good matchup for a pitcher like Tyler Wells. Chicago White Top. Chicago Cubs fans get happy as Seiya Suzuki is back any day now. They're going to reevaluate him Friday morning. There's a chance he's back in the lineup Friday evening in LA. If not, they're pretty much, you don't guarantee anything in life, but they're pretty much guaranteeing Seiya's back this weekend in LA. So keep an eye on that one. That'll be great to see. Uh, Rockies placed Herman Marquez on the IL with right forearm inflammation. Whenever you hear forearm or anything, it's not great. But Tess came back. They're really not as concerned with Marquez, which is great. They're hoping a minimum IL stint for Marquez. So keep an eye on that. The uh, ramifications were interesting. Usually when a pitcher goes on the IL, a pitcher gets recalled, especially in Colorado because their pitching stinks and you need more depth of pitching. But um, they recalled Mullen Jones, who when he was traded from Cleveland to Colorado in the offseason, many fantasy analysts, including myself, were like, hey, this is a great draft and hold guy to get late in your drafts. He's got some pop. He's going to love Coors Field, yada, yada. Well, he had a bad spring, ended up in AAA. Where so far this season, Nolan Jones is hitting 359 with six home runs, 13 runs scored, 14 RBIs, a 16.7% walk rate, and an 18.8% strikeout rate. I know the PCL is lively. I know Colorado Springs, I think that's where they're still playing, could be wrong, is lively. But those are some really good numbers. Now the question is, it's crowded. Does he take Jonathan Daza's spot? How, how does this? He can play the infield too. So maybe he rotates around and plays super utility. We'll see. But Nolan Jones getting the call. And they start this week and they're in Seattle, so they're not even that important. But keep an eye on what he does and, more importantly, where he plays this weekend. Uh, speaking of Colorado, Randall Gritchick began playing in extended spring training this week, which is a great sign that he's getting his rehab ramped up. And they're hoping they have him back in two to three weeks. So beginning of May, potentially, for Randall Gritchick. Mitch Hanniger of the San Francisco Giants is close to a rehab assignment. He's been hitting off a tee. He's facing a little bit of live BP. He should be going out to rehab here shortly from his oblique strain. And the uh, Giants said they are shooting for an April 20th return to the lineup for the Giants. Uh, Carlos Correa, hey, I got good news. Every day this week, I said that Carlos Correa 
not in the lineup, back, supposed to be back the next day. Then they just kept going for four days. Well, on Thursday, Carlos Correa was back in the lineup. So you got that going for you. And he went deep. So you got that too. Carlos Correa back, and he, not just his back injury, he's back. Matt Chapman, this is the bundle, one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball. Matt Chapman was scratched from Thursday's game due to an illness. Hoping to be back Friday. We'll have to wait and see. It's just one of those things that uh, it was a great matchup against Spencer Turnbull. But, uh, yeah, Chapman scratched Thursday. After a base running blunder, this was a good one. Literally a, a rather routine fly ball to the center field. Javi Baez must have thought there was two outs because he just ran to third base. They doubled him off. He was benched, and then he left the dugout once he was benched. So they're having some issues with Javi Baez and that personality in that Detroit dugout, and that is no bueno for those that decided to take a chance at Javi Baez on their fantasy teams. Last but not least here, Minnesota Twins. Kenta Maeda will miss his next start as they're just skipping his start to give him a little more rest for that fatigued arm. Coming back from TJ last year, they want to give him a little extra time here and there to keep him fresh because he's been very good. He's getting a lot of swing and misses. They don't want to overdo it. They want to make sure they have him the entire season. So he's going to get a breather. Everyone was hoping it would be Bailey Ober, but Bailey Ober pitched on Wednesday night, so he was not eligible. So come on down, Louis Varland. Varland had pitched one game in AAA so far this year, five innings, one or nine strikeouts, a very, very nice start in AAA. We saw him pitch five times, five games started even in September last year for the Twins, 3.81 ERA, 4.13 xFIP, a 19.8% K rate, a 14.2% K to walk. Nothing too crazy, but um, gets to start Friday night in the Bronx. Not loving that. So just kind of keep an eye on that. I'd, I'd steer clear, but someone to keep in mind if he pitches well, we might see him again this season and could bring some value to you. Let's talk about some hitting highlights from your Thursday of action here. Brent Rooker of the Oakland Athletics, two for four with two more home runs, two runs scored, five RBIs, now hitting 333 with three home runs and nine RBI on the season. He started a few early games. Missed a couple games. Then he played pretty much this whole series in Baltimore where he had three home runs. He's not an everyday guy, but if you're in daily leagues and whatnot, they're going to play him a lot, especially if you're left-handed pitching. He's a guy to keep on your radar. Edward Julian, come on to the bigs, my friend. Welcome to the bigs, my friend. Two for five with a home run, two runs scored, and, and an RBI. More impressively, both those hits. He had a single, and then the home run, the single almost went out to right. He poked that one, too. Those were both in the same inning. Welcome to the bigs, kid. He's very, very good, but we don't know if he'll play on Friday against the lefty Cortez. But there's a lot to like here as Jorge Polanco's probably – he just started rehabbing in low A. They want to work him back through the whole system. I'm guessing Julian's got three to four weeks here to prove himself, and that can be very, very big. Anthony Rizzo, three for four with two home runs, two runs scored, two RBIs on Thursday night, about the only good thing that happened for the Yankees in that matchup with Joe Ryan and the Twins. Rizzo's having quietly a good year because it's quiet because – he misses a game or two here and there because his back, then he comes back. So you're not seeing him all the time. But when he's out there hitting 326 with three homers, seven runs, eight RBIs, and he's only striking out 11.5% of the time, but also walking 11.5% of the time. So good stuff from A to the Rizzo. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check the Daily Batters Box article. All right, let's head to the mound and have some fun here. I mentioned how well Joe Ryan did against the Yankees as Rizzo had the only fun there. Joe Ryan, seven innings pitched, one earned, only three hits, zero walks, 10 strikeouts, 15 whiffs, and a 34% CSW, 92 pitches in seven innings. Joe Ryan, that's locked in, folks. That is outstanding. And on the season now, Joe Ryan's 3-0 with a 2.84 ERA, 
2.95 xFIP over his 19 innings pitched in those three starts, 26 strikeouts and only three walks. Joe Ryan is feeling it, as the kids would say. All right, Spencer Turnbull, what? Yeah, six innings pitched, one earned, six hits, one walk, six strikeouts against the Toronto Blue Jays in the Rogers Center? Wow. 11 whiffs, 32% CSW on 88 pitches, but made it more of a wow because like we were kind of in on him as a, as a late-round sleeper in, in draft season. Spring training was going okay, but the first two starts of the year, he combined to throw eight innings in two starts, 12 earned runs, five walks, and four Ks combined in his two starts. Those weren't averages. That's combined. So to do what he did in Toronto, I think I need to see more, folks. So we'll, we'll see what Nick says on that one. And then Jomo, Jordan Montgomery, six and a third innings pitch, two earned, six hits, two walks, five Ks. My concerns are here, though, because I'm a huge Jomo fan. I've been for a long time. Only nine whiffs on a 32% CSW on 96 pitches. That's a lot of called strikes. And, so, and that's what he does, though. He paints. I get it. That leaves a lot of volatility there. Uh, his previous two starts, 12 innings pitched, three earned, three walks, 12K. So kind of similar to what we saw tonight. A 24% CSW, though, in the first two starts with a 9.4% swinging strikes, about a 9% whiff rate, give or take. So the CSD had more called strikes, but similar swinging strikes. Everything else is similar, just more called strikes tonight. So keep that in mind with Jomo. He's a tricky one because he's got serious potential, but if the called strikes aren't there, it could be a rough outing for Mr. Jordan Montgomery. Make sure to tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and to read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Let's head to the bullpen for some relief pitching highlights here. Joel... Payamps, Payamps is how I pronounce it, and that's how I looked it up, and that's the closest thing I'd find is Payamps. Uh, he picked up the save from Milwaukee, but it's only because Devin Williams in a tie game was lights out with three strikeouts, strikes out the side in the ninth. The Brewers take the lead in the tenth. Payamps goes in, cleans it up, gets the save. Devin Williams, awesome still. And then I said we'd talk about Braden Bistro again. Well, yeah, he was the first thing we talked about when Taj Bradley got sent down. Bistro got called up. Well, Braden Bistro, welcome, kid. He pitched three innings and picked up the save in that big, big dub for the Rays. Three innings, no earned, no hits, one walk, four strikeouts. So I'm the monitor with Bistro. If he's going to be a long relief guy that can put up numbers like that, the Rays like doing a lot of openers and goofy relief stuff, so could be interesting. But make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article at Pitcher List for more information on all things relief pitching. All right, before we take a look ahead to your Friday, April 14th action, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain, and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Inchkin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. 
Let's get our daily walkthrough of the weather from Mr. Mark Paquette. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, we the general quiet weather pattern will continue. All we're going to see is a few showers around Cincinnati as they host the Phillies in a National League matchup. Uh, but besides that, and that doesn't look like a huge issue in Cincinnati on any way you want to look at it. Uh, we're quiet, so let's continue this quiet weather pattern, though I do think that's going to change. Have a good one, and back to you. All right, thanks, Mark. As always, appreciate it from you, my friend. Let's look at some DFS targets on this Friday. Anytime Jose Barrios can take the mound, give me some Tampa Bay Rays. You know, your Randy Rose Rainers, your Wander Francos, that's your obvious awesome ones. But Brandon Lau, I'm not a Brandon Lau fan, but I respect what I can respect, and he's crushing baseballs right now. So he's a very, very nice one in that matchup. But Luke Rayleigh brings you some value. Um, Josh Lowe brings you some value. More importantly, watch for Taylor Walls in that lineup. He's great value on tonight's slate on draft. He's at 2300 bucks. second base, third base eligibility. If he cracks the lineup, he's playing very, very well. Super value in that one. The Cleveland Guardians going up against Trevor Williams is always something I like to target. I like to target any team versus Trevor Williams. So the Cleveland Guardians are one I love. J-Ram's expensive, but I love Josh Naylor. I still like the price on J-Ram, though. But Josh Naylor, if you have to, Josh Bell, I prefer Naylor. Uh, Andres Jimenez is there. There's a lot of great options. Even Miles Straw makes them out the, the, the list. So Cleveland, Tampa Bay, two of my favorite spots on tonight's action. Pitching-wise, looking forward to Kota Singa versus Oakland. Great matchup there. Kota was fortunate enough to face Miami in his first two starts. He's been great. Lots of strikeouts. Looked good. Gets to go to Oakland Coliseum against the, the A's. Nice spot to be as well. And then Charlie Morton versus the Royals. Royals offense is bad. Lots of strikeouts. Rolls right into a potential potential good spot for Charlie Morton. So we'll see how that one plays out. Looking forward to a lot. We have a lot of fun action on, on tonight's slate. Not a lot of aces, so it makes it a little more intriguing. As a Giants fan, I want to see if Sean Manaya's last start was a fluke or not. He pitched great against Kansas City. Really, really good. Got the strikeouts. Limited damage. Good stuff. Gets Detroit tonight. Another great matchup for Sean Manaya. Uh, Detroit striking out 33% of the time versus lefties on the short season um, with like a below one ISO. This is really good stuff for Manaya if he can limit the walks. Uh, always want to see Kota Singa to see, you know, Miami, Miami. Oakland's still Oakland, but I want to give me a, give me another great start there, and I'll be really pumped. Can Tampa Bay go 14-0? They get Jose Barrios. That's a great look, if so. And uh, Drew Rasmussen, first real test for him this year. He's had Oakland and Washington so far. Now he goes on to the road to face the Toronto Blue Jays. That'll be a, a fun one to see as well. But it's going to be a fun, fun night of action across the diamond, across Major League Baseball, and more importantly, a fun weekend. So hope you guys have a great one. Jake Crumpler will have you guys covered Saturday and Sunday. And I'll be back with you guys on Monday for another episode of the First Pitch Podcast. But for now, this was your First Pitch Podcast for Friday, April 14th. I'll catch you guys next time. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.